Hey everyone, Miss Aligned is back this week and we have some exciting news. We have our first ever sponsor and this episode is brought to you all by Vinyl Me Please. I'm sure if you listen to this podcast or the Modern Vinyl Podcast or read the website, you've probably heard about this service, but in case you haven't, it's a record of the month club and right now it's closed for the month but you can get on a waiting list and if you go to joinvmp.com slash misaligned you can check that out and misaligned is with two s's no we didn't misspell misaligned we did it on purpose just in case you guys have been wondering for 70 plus episodes whether or not we know how to spell we indeed do and today i have on the podcast, Jason Tate. He is returning and we're going to talk about his first year of running chorus. Jason, how are you doing today? Doing pretty good. How about yourself? Pretty good. It's, you know, nice and not too hot in California right now. I'm sure it's roughly the same in Portland. Yeah, pretty much. It's basically, uh, it's not raining today, but it's <laughs> right at the precipice of rain, which is basically just Portland. It's just always just about to rain at any given moment. Yeah, that's, that sounds about right, from what I've heard anyway. <laughs> but you have been doing Chorus FM for a year now, at least more publicly. I know Chorus was your sort of personal website while you were running Absolute Punk because, you know, maybe some of the tech stuff or the articles you were interested in didn't fit with Absolute Punk and what was wanted for the site at the time. So when did you know you were going to sort of make the transition and work on the forums and everything. Obviously, you knew that well before the launch of it because you had to implement it all, code all of it and do that sort of thing. So when did that idea really hit you for that? Yeah, um, I'm not exactly sure when uh, because I can't really pinpoint when it changed from I was playing around with things that I thought in my head would one day become a newer version of absolute punk and when it actually was like okay no I'm switching completely and it's going I'm going to change the name and everything so like a bunch of the code and a bunch of like the designs and stuff were originally uh, absolute punk related because okay. you know I've been work, working on absolute punk for so long that it just been a thing that like I, I was always interested in playing around with new designs working on new things and I wanted the website to progress like that was something that I always wanted to do uh just turns out that we just got kind of stuck in a time capsule from 2006 and I couldn't get anything done. And that that was basically because of our, uh, what's a nice way to say overlords, corporate overlords would not, <laughs> weren't very helpful in moving that along. So I had a bunch of things that I had been working on for a newer version of Absolute Punk. And like on my computer, I probably got like six or seven versions of things that just never uh, transpired and never happened. So that that's where like the ideas sort of originated from uh, things that I've been playing around with for almost 10 years. Uh, and then when I, I wanted a place to write about things that were not specifically like music related, that's when I started playing around with the actual domain chorus.fm as my personal blog, just cause I wanted a place to write about tech, to play around with like a linked list sort of format where I was posting things about, uh, I was just linking outwards to a bunch of different things and not necessarily writing like, news blurbs um and then i don't know probably like a year before it actually happened uh before the, actually the transitions about two years ago was when i actually 
like sat down and started thinking about what the next steps would be, like whether or not like I wanted to even continue to do anything online. Did I want to continue with Absolute Punk? Did I want to start something new? And so that kind of started probably about two years ago from now. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. And you were initially on this podcast 10 months ago now, which it does not seem like it was that long ago, but apparently (laughs) it was. So, uh, time goes by fast. <laughs> yeah. So you were on basically right after you got the site going and once you had, you know, some more free time to record that episode. So in this first year, did you have any goals you wanted to hit or did you just know you wanted to have it be an improvement on Absolute Punk and wherever that took you, that was going to be good enough for you? Yeah, I mean, I think that like my main goal really was being able to step back and get some breathing room. Like I'd been running Absolute Punk at that point for 10 years, 15 years, something like that. And it was all encompassing. It took basically every waking second that I had, I was thinking about it or I was doing something about it uh, on it or I was worrying about it or I was responding to emails or I needed to feel like I had been on. And plus that with the crazy few years of working underneath spin and all of kind of the craziness that uh, was going on with, with that was something that I had just been so stressed out about. So like my main goal really was to try to take a step back, start very small and kind of see like what possibility existed uh, for this to be a business, for this to be something I do, for this to be like a new, uh, a new website. And that was really what I wanted. Like I just, I needed the space in the breathing room from what absolute punk had become and what it was towards the end and just how much of a brain drain it really was on me. And what I wanted was a little bit of, I guess like clarity and space between that so that I could kind of sit back and reevaluate exactly what it is that like an internet publication could be in 2016, 2017 and going forward and whether or not like what I wanted that to be. Um, cause really like that, that's my entire goal in general is like, Hey, like I'd love to be able to get into do, doing this for a living for the, you know, for the foreseeable future slash the rest of my life. But it needs to be a website that I want to run and it needs to be a website that like I'm happy running. So like the main goal is like that I'm happy doing it, not uh, necessarily anything like business wise or like metric wise. It's funny that we're doing this podcast or recording this podcast literally the day after I announced some changes to hi-fi noise because what I noticed is you know the posts would do well on you know Facebook and Twitter and that sort of thing if the video or SoundCloud was embedded into the tweet but then you know there were posts where that wouldn't happen and Basically, people would be going to Hi-Fi Noise just to go to Paste Magazine or a website that has their own built-in audio player that you can't really embed into your own site. And I just sort of felt like that's a lot of unnecessary clicks for people. So Mm -hmm. what I announced this week was that I'm no longer going to be doing news posts on the website. And my reasoning for that is because with things like Twitter, especially, everything embeds into Twitter. If you put a link, you know, it'll embed nicely. If you have, you know, the regular Twitter app or you use Twitter on the web, which a lot of people do use Twitter that way, but for you and I who use Tweetbot or something like that, 
it doesn't have the same luxuries necessarily because the API isn't open for certain things, which, you know, that sucks for us because, you know, I often see polls and it's just emptiness in TweetPod <laughs> or something like that. And I'm like, uh, okay. So I really wish Twitter would sort of open that back up to third party apps and everything. But the reality is, you know, not everyone is a nerd like you or I and has, you know, a Twitter app that they've paid for. So I just thought, you know, that's a better experience for the people who just want to quickly listen to the music or quickly get to the links and everything like that to listen to the music. So what I'm doing is, you know, I'm going to try to get up at least a post a day. Monday through Friday anyway, of mm -hmm. just, you know, like a recommendation or an album review or whatever, but it's going to be more long form content and not just, you know, hey, go to this other website to listen to this song because mm -hmm. I can't put it on my website. <laughs> and I think the difference with Chorus is that you have all of your articles basically auto-populate into the articles discussion on the forum. And mm -hmm. that's something that is completely different and obviously works very well for you because then you have a dedicated space where people can go talk about these songs and sort of have a conversation in a way that not a lot of other sites have. So for you, it's obviously still worth it to get out those quick, short news posts because they are offering a different kind of value to the people who visit your site. Yeah, my, my idea from the start was with Absolute Punk, I think we averaged roughly between 43 and 45 news posts a day. That was roughly what we were posting. And that was, most of it was me. Uh, and then we also had a variety of other staff members that were contributing as well. And that also includes if we were doing like album reviews and interviews and things like that. So roughly about 45 a day. Um, and for me, when I started Course, the goal in my head was I wanted to hit 20. I want 20 news articles that I I think best encapsulate what's going on in the music scene, tech scene, pop culture world that I follow every single day. So the goal of like the main website, like if you go to just chorus.fm was always somebody can start at the top, read all the way to bottom and get some idea of kind of what happened in the music scene that day. What was, what were the albums that were coming out? What uh, have the bands that they like been doing? Are there any new videos out there? Are there any new songs? Things like that. Kind of just get a one page overview of what happened today. And my, my thought process in that is instead of somebody having to check it 30 different times during the day, Day, I would love if somebody checked it maybe twice, maybe once in the morning, they read from top to bottom, they see what's going on, they read some of the articles, and then maybe at night they check it again to see if anything else happened. And if they're doing that, that's perfect. That's exactly what I was looking for. Whereas then the forum itself uh, I, I is a little bit more free flowing. And obviously, there's, you know, hundreds of thousands of threads at this point of people discussing everything. And if you're looking for like breaking news or things that are happening at any given moment, our forum's a good place to see that because the moment something breaks, uh, one of the band threads is going to blow up with that information. Or people are obviously on all of their own social networks. They're on Twitter, they're on Facebook, they're on Snapchat, they're getting information that way. Um, and I, I don't really want to compete with that noise. I don't want to compete. I, like, I don't want to be just another version of Twitter and just spitting out every single thing that happens. I want it to feel more curated and feel more like, okay, I, I can get all of the information that I need if I just visit this one site one time a day. And so that, that was like a big transition for me and a big change from kind of how I ran Absolute Punk for a, a very long time. 
Yeah, and that's sort of a similar idea of what I want to do with it. You know, maybe once a week I'll sort of compile the songs or articles that I really enjoyed that I think people should be checking out or something like that. It's definitely still a huge work in in progress, and I'm sure you Mm -hmm. know the feeling because you (laughs) had quite a bit of time that you were thinking about this before it actually launched, and I sort of just want to touch on those beta testers essentially for you which i'm sure we touched on a bit previously because like i said we did this shortly after you launched it but Mm -hmm. was that something you wanted to do just to make sure that your idea was actually going to work and that even though it was a much smaller group of people that it could actually scale and still have (laughs) the same effect Yeah, like uh, for me, a big part of how I work and how I've always worked and I don't, you know, I never had any like real formal training in any of this stuff is like I like making things and putting them out there and then getting feedback and seeing what people think, what people, how they respond, what sort of interactions that I have with them, right? So like when I made the forum, for example, I thought in my head, I'd been playing around with it on my own computer for a very long time. I thought it was awesome. I loved it. I was like, this is amazing. This is like the best thing that I've ever created and I thought it was one of the best better looking and better usability uh, forums on the internet. I loved the mobile site we did and all of the different things that we're doing. But at the same time, with it, with it just being me playing with it and just messing around, I had no idea what would happen once we got any amount of people there. Like what happens if all of a sudden there's 20,000 people on the website at once? Like it, is that going to be able to uh, – handle the traffic or uh, little things that I put together going to break? Um, are people going to have no idea how to use the website? Like I, I didn't know any of those things. So like my idea is has always been like, okay, do things for myself first because I think I'm a pretty good barometer for the kind of user that uh, I'm looking for to like visit my kind of website. You know, obviously it's based a lot around me and I use it every single day. So if I know how to use it and like using it, I think that's a good starting spot. And then to get information from other people that are using it and try to find out, like, okay, what are the bugs? What doesn't work? Or am I just completely off? And if, like, I invited, you know, a couple hundred people to check out the website and use the forums and everyone was like, this sucks. Why would I ever use this? Like, this is horrible. Then at that point, like, I think I would have had a good idea of, like, yeah, this isn't going to be a thing. This isn't going to this isn't going to work. Maybe forums don't even work online anymore. Everyone can just go to Reddit or Twitter or whatever and do that instead. <laughs> but I, I got such positive feedback from so many people that were like, I I love this experience. I love the way that I can have a conversation here. I like the different things that you've done. And I do think that this is like a viable uh, thing to exist online. And that that was kind of my my reasoning behind it. I wanted to know whether or not this was even something people were going to care about. Yeah. And I know when Absolute Punk was still around, I was extremely late to the party on making an account there. And, you know, I had (laughs) very little time to sort of get a feel for it. And I don't think I ever really did because that's how late I was to it. And, you know, when you come to something like Absolute Punk that's been around for a while, it was just sort of really overwhelming at the time. And I know this forum can probably get pretty overwhelming too if you're in like a ton of the band threads, which funny enough, I'm not actually in the music discussions area that much. So instead, I'm like, oh, I can talk about comics and TV and all these other (laughs) things that I like other than music, Mm -hmm. because I feel like now that I've been getting into those things a lot more recently, 
those are sort of things I want to discuss more because for me, it's like, all right, I know I like this band. I know I'll like their next album. And sometimes I just don't feel like having a discussion about those sorts of things. (laughs) And as you well know, music fans can have very intense opinions. And, you know, obviously that goes for most things in general. I think I've also (laughs) sort of shied away from the sports threads too, mm-hmm. for the most part, because I'm like, all right, I know which teams I like, and I know <laughs> what other fans are not going to like my teams at all. So it's just like, I'll keep to myself for that. Or, you know, I have sports sites that I write for. So it's like, I'll talk with those people about sports and that sort of thing, because we're all writing about the same team and everything. But it's just one of those things where you don't have to like everything on the forums to be a part of the forums. And I think, you know, as far as I can tell, for the most part, this has probably been a more pleasant experience for most people than maybe things were at Absolute Punk just because of how much better the site looks because you have more control over that, obviously. And it's not that Absolute Punk looked bad, but it's just like... You know, it needed to be updated, like you said, and you couldn't do that. It looks pretty bad. (laughs) (laughs) It looks pretty bad. I mean, first of all, like to start with, like I totally get not wanting to jump in there. I mean, that website was put together literally like by duct tape and paper clips by the end (laughs) of it. Like I had super glue all over the thing. The code was horrific, just just horrific. Some of the things that I was doing to get it to even do what it was at the time, like because you know, obviously the technology kept improving and there kept being new things and new paradigms online that were like important to use or like to have uh but the software we were using just couldn't do it and or uh so yeah that was uh that was very very rough for a while plus not being able to actually do any sort of big upgrades or updates or change the website to be better uh wasn't great so i mean the fact that most of this like a hundred percent of the stuff in the forums was images for a very long time i actually think even at the end it still was instead of using like this was made before you could just have a basic css gradient so like you couldn't all of the gradients were using images and they looked horrible on (laughs) retina screens it was it was just it was very bad it was very 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 bad uh anyway but going to towards the new forum uh besides it just looking better and working better and i think being overall a much better experience i do think that also people enjoy enjoy the forum and enjoy getting involved in the forum because there was a conscious effort to scale it down to try to keep it relatively small to begin with so that it didn't become overwhelming like i didn't want a hundred thousand people immediately on the website and trying to deal with the chaos of all of that i didn't want anonymous accounts or people creating 60 different versions of accounts and trolling and doing things like that so like it was a design process to make sure that a uh to register an account like you had to pretty much be a real person and be able to at least verify your email address and we have things built in to make sure like people aren't creating a million different accounts and be to also like kind of pull it back from the main site in general like obviously there's no comments in the news section uh, of the main site and you have to go somewhere else to read those and I don't call attention to how to really get there all that like it's not like jumping in your face of how to do that and that's completely on purpose because I want it to be that way and i want it to be a more gradual build up and the people that know about the forum and know about the community itself 
uh, I want to be somebody that really wants to dive in and be a part of a community. Like it's not built to just be like a Reddit kind of thing or a Twitter kind of thing where it can just uh, be a drive-by sort of commenting where like people are talking and all of a sudden random people just show up and they're like blah, 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 and they just say all their stuff. Like the whole point is that people kind of know each other and at the very least you know a username and you know an avatar and like you're used to seeing the same people every single day in there and it's not as as small and like niche as like a Slack group, but it's not as just overwhelming as something like a Reddit or Twitter. It's kind of supposed to just fit in the middle there and be a relatively small, but you know, at this point we're getting up there in users and uh, hopefully by the end of the year we'll have even more. Uh, and at that spot, like it just, it feels more like a community to me. And that is completely like, that's what I want it to be. Yeah, and I literally have just like a dedicated spot for the forum tab on my computer. I'm pretty sure it's literally been open for the majority of the last year, if not all of it, since you know you let me in on it early when it was a very, very small group of people. And it's just been a really great place to get recommendations for things. And even with doing Welcome to Geekdom, I've gotten a few new podcast guests from the comic book forums and things like that so you know it's just been a really great tool especially for me because as you know with all of the different places that I'm writing the forum sort of <laughs> gives me all of these different threads that I can sort of toss my stuff into for people to check out and especially with Welcome to Geekdom because that is something that is very specific each episode so when you have like for instance this week i released a stephen king podcast with ryan gardner and there's a stephen king specific thread in the forums so naturally i just tossed that right in there it was like post to twitter post to facebook post on chorus <laughs> <laughs> and it was Definitely. just like part of the process and obviously also getting to podcast with you has been a joy to do whether it's you know this geekdom your podcast or whatever and i don't know if that necessarily would have happened without me joining in on the forum when i did which was before mm -hmm. you know you opened it up to the public essentially Mm -hmm. Yeah, what I like is that there's an overarching like organizing principle to the forums. Like the people that are on the forums, by and large, have some sort of tie to a the the music scene that like I've been writing about since I was you know 15. So like yeah. people that have grown up in that world. So like there is a tie between everybody, but at the same time, it's now grown to be so many different things that you have like the sports forum that sure like everybody in the sports forum probably like has like if there's a venn diagram there's some band that you know most of the people kind of share and like be it like brand new or thrice or fallout boy or something like that but now it's become its own like little community off to the side just to talk about sports or you have like the entertainment threads where people are talking about comic books or different movies or things like that and i think that that's what helps the community uh because it doesn't become just a, a free-for-all of uh people just with all sorts of different backgrounds like there is a organizing thing that people are there kind of because. And I think that shared interest helps, uh, helps with the community. It definitely does. And like I said, something as simple as getting recommendations for things. It's like there are a ton of people who 
will generally like the same things you do, but they might give you a different perspective or a different genre of music to check out that maybe you wouldn't have found otherwise. And I know I keep talking about the comic book thread, but I spent a lot of time <laughs> in there, as I'm sure you've probably seen since you Definitely. know yeah. you had me join. And I probably wouldn't know about quite a few of the comics that have been talked about in there that weren't from Marvel or DC simply because, you know, with those being the big two publishers, you know, I might have never read something like Lumberjanes, which is on, I believe, Boom. And it sort of really got me diving into a bunch of different things. And I think that just the fact that the people there, you know, while people will disagree, they don't want to spend a ton of time arguing necessarily. So <laughs> it's like everyone sort of has the same goal and the same reason for being in the forums. And I think that is another thing that just sort of makes it a better experience, at least from what I've heard about how things ended up on Absolute Punk. Like I said, I wasn't on it very long, but I know not necessarily you personally, but there were problems here and there on the forums and that sort of thing yeah i mean there's definitely still arguments and there's still i mean anytime you put a large number of people together you're gonna have disagreements you're gonna have people arguing and you're gonna have uh issues in that realm but i think that like we built the website this time with an idea up front of being as transparent about like what is or isn't a quote like allowed on the website what sort of behavior we are going to or not going to uh except on the website and that's that's very clear and we aren't really uh we're not going to bend on that like that's something that's just like this is the way it is and it's not like the website is not built to be like okay we'll just let everybody in and let it be crazy and i think that's kind of been one of the problems that places like twitter have had is that they they obviously need to um, report to like Wall Street and report to their shareholders and say like this is how many people are on our website this is how many new active users we have or monthly active users we have this month and like those numbers need to go up so like they are incentivized to basically allow every single person on the website and allow them to say and do whatever they want and allow as many fake accounts as they want to spam the, the hell out of people and I think that that's a breeding ground for harassment and that's a breeding ground for like some pretty awful stuff um, and so for me it was like I want the exact opposite like i do not have a goal of make have as millions of people sign up for the website as possible like that is not a goal of mine it, i would much rather have a more curated destination and have it be set up with rules right from the beginning and have a code of conduct that i expect people to at least uh abide by to some degree and if it doesn't work like that's that's kind of fine like that's kind of been my mantra for the entire thing over the last year is like i'm gonna do what i think is right and i'm gonna do what i want to do and it's either gonna work or it's going to fail and if it fails at least i know i did what i wanted to do because i would i would rather do that um than run a successful business that makes me feel bad and that I hate doing every single day. And I would much rather try something different and something that I feel good about and like and have it not work. And so that's what that's what I'm hope, hopefully going to be able to keep doing. Right. Personally, I have sort of a love-hate relationship with Twitter, I guess you could say, because <laughs> 
I'm sure. I think everyone does, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm sure between you and I, we could probably do an entire podcast just on what needs to be fixed about Twitter. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. you know, I think the main thing is, well, I don't know if getting rid of the eggs is necessarily going to solve any problems. Great fix, you- guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because now you just have, you know, silhouettes of not real looking people anyway you used to get yelled at by eggs now i get yelled at by gumdrops you solved (laughs) everything with that one well done yeah and for me something as simple as the fact that i couldn't get at hi-fi noise on twitter despite the person who has it has never like tweeted there's one follower has not done anything with it it's like why can't you just get rid of these accounts and stop you know wasting usernames that people actually want and that sort of thing it's like okay my website is clearly named this and this person clearly isn't doing anything so can i please just have this and there's like no way to ask anyone that unless you know someone who knows someone who knows someone and you know there's just a lot of things don't even get me started. I don't even have my real name on the damn website. <laughs> I've been trying to get rid of that underscore for five years at least at this point. <laughs> yeah, I can't get like any variation of my name because at Deanna is verified. And then I can't get D Chapman. I can't get Deanna Chapman. I can't get like anything. So that's why <laughs> I have like three E's and it's just D Chap. <laughs> that's amazing. I at least got rid of numbers, so there is that. <laughs> yeah, that's my thing with creating accounts these days. It's like if I can't get some variation of my name, uh, I, I don't want to have the numbers. I don't want the like blah, 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 one, two, six, seven, three, four. I had all that back in the old AOL into the messenger days. Never again, I said. Yeah, and I just went with DCHAP because I was like, all right, people have called me this, so <laughs> it, close enough, like whatever, I'll get over it at some point. But, you know, having at hi-fi noise blog i'm just like ugh, that's icky <laughs> <laughs> yeah i wish i would have uh, gotten on twitter a little bit earlier could have gotten tate and then made sure that the uh the museum would have to fight me for it all these years later that would have been a lot of fun they probably just kicked me off the twitter probably just been like nope we're taking tate from you but, yeah. <laughs> I do like that. Lisa, I think I've got Chorus FM uh, is our Twitter handle, which which I think works. Like because I basically have started referring to the website with the actual like domain, uh, the extension with it as well. Like it just sounds a little bit weird to just call it Chorus, so I kind of refer to it as Chorus FM. That's kind of just how I say it out loud. Um, so I, I don't mind having that in our like Instagram and Twitter handle or anything. But just at Chorus would have been pretty cool, even though I've, there's no way I would have ever gotten that. <laughs> yeah, I think I switch off between the two without thinking about it sometimes i'm like oh over on the chorus forums or over on the chorus yeah. FM forums and you know that sort of thing i never know how how quiet to do it like the worst is <laughs> if i ever have to give my email address anywhere like if say i'm like i don't know they, they ask for your email address and all sorts of weird places and i read a specific one that i just give people that is a just known for spam basically account yeah. but every time i have to say like at chorus.fm everyone's like at what chorus like it's like a chorus like you know like chorus and then they're like a dot dot what dot it's like yeah dot fm it's like so it's still not like as it doesn't flow off the tongue the same way as like a dot com where people aren't like used to having that kind of uh 
extension on the end of it. And so people sometimes get a little bit thrown up. But I'm used to that because I mean I ran a website called absolutepunk.net for years and <laughs> I had I had the dot net uh, for, for so long and so I'm kinda used to having a strange strange uh, domain name extension. I feel like if I didn't then it just wouldn't be me. Yeah. Well before we move on, I just want to <laughs> take a quick break and talk more about vinyl me please. So for all of you listeners of Misaligned, again, it's a vinyl record of the month club. It's the best record club. In fact, every month, Vinyl Me Please features one album that is essential to the modern vinyl collection. Ironically, they use the term modern vinyl. So, you know, this is clearly a perfect fit. And they send out thousands of these records to the members worldwide and just a reminder, the link to check it out is joinvmp.com slash misaligned. And you don't only get a record with this membership. You get a 12 by 12 album-inspired art print. And then you also get a paired cocktail recipe with it. So hopefully you guys are of age and can actually use that. So <laughs> it's not just, hey, we're going to send you a record. It's very curated and they add these nice little extra perks that sort of make it worth your time and money to sort of get these packages listen to the records and sort of build up this great record collection and again the link is joinvmp.com slash misaligned with two s's and we are very stoked to have them sponsoring this podcast so definitely be sure to check them out like i said right now the April month is closed, but you can always get on the waiting list. If anything opens up, you'll be there and you can always order future months and do that thing. So thank you to Vinyl Me Please for sponsoring this episode. And now we will get back to the conversation with Jason. Music and booze, though. I like that. I'm very, I'm very, I think that's a very good idea to, to pair those together. You know, you got to like, if you recommend Gaslight Anthem, you got to be like, and you just got to go get a really good beer to go along with that. You know, can't listen to the wine in the Gaslight Anthem. So I like yeah, the cocktail pairing. <laughs> and it's helpful when some bands get involved in having their own drinks made up. <laughs> that is actually pretty funny. I want. I want to. I'd be curious to go back through and see like what people chose for what. Like, is somebody out there just been like, okay, this is the perfect martini to go with this specific album? I don't know. Interesting. Yeah, but aren't there bands who have like brewed their own beer and that sort of thing too? Yeah, it's like a new thing. Like that's getting more and yeah. more popular. I just saw that MXPX has their own beer coming out to like celebrate the 25th anniversary of the band. And first of all, I was laughing about that a little bit just because like back when I first started listening to that band, they were known as more of like a pretty Christian like band. And so I like the idea now of MXPX having their own like sponsored brew, which I think is really funny. <laughs> but uh, yeah, a lot of bands have done that. I actually like the Jimmy Eat World one. Uh, somebody went to the like bottling thing for that. One of the members of our website and sent me a, a, a copy or a big giant whatever they were. I don't know what it was. A forty or so, maybe forty ounces of, of beer, and it was pretty good. It was a good, <laughs> nice little like citrusy IPA. I liked it. Nice, and I know bands and labels have also been doing their own coffee and stuff too. So it's like this whole pair a band and a label with a drink, whether it's alcohol or not is sort of getting more and more popular these days i need a chorus coffee that just flows off the tongue really well right like chorus coffee that sounds good i, I could get on board with that our big like c logo right up there it works out well 
Yeah, feel free to send me some to try it out. Get, <laughs> I will get absolutely my approval. See if I can get a local, uh, one of those local roasters around here. We've got a bunch of them here in Portland. I could probably find somebody. That'd be fun. <laughs> yeah, that would definitely be really cool. But going back to the site, what challenges did you face in this first year? Now it's a little over a year of running the site, was there anything big? I noticed that you didn't really have all that much downtime in the way of, you know, servers going down or anything like that, which was probably a very good sign with as many <laughs> people as there are in the forums now. Yeah, I think I did an audit of that just a couple weeks ago. And I think in total, we had four minutes of downtime for the entire site for the entire year, um, which, is, which is way better than we had seen in the past. And that helps to actually have servers configured the right way. And the only times we actually had issues were when the data centers that are hosting our uh, our website, like they went down. So it was like the big giant data center had an issue and it wasn't an issue like on our end. There were no bottlenecks uh, from that. So that that was definitely a plus. Uh, I like being able to run a site where I don't have to worry about that because then I can focus on so many of the more fun things like creating new features or updating the website and writing and doing the stuff that I actually enjoy doing. Challenge-wise, though, I'd say biggest thing was uh, selling advertisements because I really hate selling advertisements. Like, that's, something <laughs> that I, that, that's something that I realized about myself over the past year. I knew it. Like I always like instinctively knew I'm just not a salesman. Like I don't like doing it. I feel weird doing it. I feel like uncomfortable. I don't like being the person that like has to pitch the ads. I don't like dealing with the that business side of it is just not fun to like, it is just not fun. Um, so that was like one of the bigger challenges because obviously uh, without having some sort of advertisements to uh, go along with like our supporter packages that we have on the website, uh, then I, I, I can't make enough money to keep doing the website. So like it has to be a part of our business model. Otherwise, like the website doesn't work. So getting myself to the spot of being able to kind of understand that I a had to do it, b how to do it, and then see like, okay, how can I tweak this going forward so that I hate it a whole lot less? Um, so that's something I'm going to be working on a lot in the upcoming year. So that was one very big challenge. Uh, the second was basically trying to convince myself to some degree that how to run a different kind of website and how to like slowly bring uh, our readers along with that and the entire business side of running a different kind of website that I wanted this to be something that was not AP.net and felt different and was run differently and trying to like move myself into that mindset was a challenge and to like help I guess like in some way like train people that are reading the website to kind of see that it's going to be a little bit different that it's not going to be as fast paced or it's not going to it's not going to be about breaking news as much as it's going to be about curating the best of what happened during a day um, and then lastly, the, big, the, the other challenge was realizing that where I spend my time really does impact the business on like a big level. Like I have to be very 
cognizant and aware of where I spend my time each day because I like there's a list of things I have to do there's a list of things I don't really want to do but I have to do if like <laughs> you know like that that's, that comes up with a lot of like the business side of it which is not fun but it really does impact like whether or not I can con- continue to run the business and also like thinking ahead of like okay what are the next things I want to do with the website like how does it progress forward how do I put new features onto it and when by and large it's most me doing all of those things, it really uh, took some time to like step back and try to organize myself in a better way to see like the bigger picture and to be able to pick and choose where I spend my time on a daily, weekly, monthly basis to try to do all of those things. And and that's been difficult and it's still definitely a work in progress because there's days where I'll just get sucked into like a feature that I want to work on on the website and then realize I didn't respond to a bunch of emails that I should have responded to. Or I'm talking with people in the forums about music and I'm having a lot of fun and we're talking about like new bands and new things or a band's uh, new album comes out and everyone wants to talk about that and then I don't do one of the feature things that I wanted to get done that week and so it's like it's it's very difficult to find the right balance uh, and so I'm still struggling with that one I totally get that because <laughs> for someone who doesn't have an actual day job over here I do have at least a couple writing things that's kind of sort of pay at the moment but as you know writing doesn't necessarily always pay all that much and especially when you're doing it for someone else who is getting all the advertising and that sort of thing and then which still isn't a lot let me tell you yeah and then you know they're (laughs) dishing it out to however many writers and Mm -hmm. you either get paid a flat rate per article or per page view which I kind of have both right now and it's like, okay, that's not even like remotely close to the equivalent of having a day job. And for someone who doesn't have one, I'm still pretty busy between, you know, the two now paid things I have and then all the sites I write for for free and then trying to do my own site. And, you know, I had a release on my record label in March and I've been trying to get any freelance PR work I can get. And for me, I think, you know, the biggest challenge with things like that is just like figuring out what days I want to do something and then still doing them, even if I'm like, oh, but maybe I don't want to write about the Lakers today or the Packers today (laughs) or something like that. And, you know, with the free sites, there's obviously a little more leeway and when things get done, because they're not the paid sites that have deadlines for things like you Mm -hmm. have to have this in by this time and you know this day and that's typically more so just for like recaps and reviews things that are like time sensitive and I try to get album reviews done in a timely manner I actually have one that I'm going to be submitting to you at some point this (laughs) week for an album that or EP that came out Friday. So I'm a little late on that one, but you know, it happens. And like I said, you aren't like, okay, we have deadlines for every single album review. You sort of just have a little more leniency with that, but then you have deadlines for specific things that you want to do. Like a couple of things I know you're working on right now, which I won't say just in case <laughs> you want to <laughs> announce this later. But do you think now that doing this for a year, you can sort of breathe a little knowing that what you have going is working right now? Maybe a little bit, but uh, like the idea of 
breathing a little bit, I guess, is pretty much like just embedded into my DNA that I'm not super great at that. <laughs> like at this point, like being like, I mean, I've worked for myself basically for 15 years, right? Like I've never had what anyone would consider a quote, like real job. I worked for spin for whatever it was, a variety of years in the middle there, but I still worked from home. I still basically chose my own schedule every single day. Uh, I was given a lot of autonomy of what to do and not enough autonomy at the same time. <laughs> so it, I've just always had a day that I wake up and I'm basically looking at the calendar, I'm looking at what needs to be done, and I'm deciding where and when those things need to happen. So given that, I always feel like I have something I need to do. Like I always feel like I don't have enough time, I haven't completed what I need, and I need like three more hours in every single day. That's just like, that's I've just had this constant feeling for like 15 years now, and I just learned to live with it. Like that's just part of who I am, that's part of my life, and I have to give myself like permission to accept that and also go, okay, like I know in the back of my mind I have something I should be doing or could be doing, not necessarily should be, I could be doing, <laughs> but like I want to spend some time with my girlfriend and watch a movie tonight or we're going to go out to eat and we're going to spend some time and I'm not going to check the website for you know an hour like I have to like allow myself those breaks otherwise it's just a constant like I would just sit on the computer all the time or I would just always be on my phone and I'm probably on my phone and the computer way more than I should be to begin with um so I don't know if I can breathe a little bit more now, but at the same time, uh, doing a pretty like thorough reevaluation of the website at the one year mark, uh, roughly, and that kind of coinciding with taxes, uh, which suck, but ha- ha- happened happened to also come up in April. Um, I do feel at least confident saying like I can do it for another year, like and that I feel like this is something that I can once again like dive into for a year, make some changes to the business model, make some changes to the website, and. And kind of continue forward with that. Like it, so I feel comfortable in that because when I started, it was like, okay, let's give it six months and see what happens. Like, let's see, like, is this going to be even remotely doable or am I going to like flip the switch? And within three months, like our traffic's going to crater and nobody's going to visit the website. And if that happened, it was like, okay, then I'll know. Um, and that didn't happen. Uh, I would say that like, basically like metrics wise, we met virtually every single one of my goals that I had for the first year and surpassed a bunch of them. So like that gives me a little bit of breathing room to think like, okay, I've got, I've got some runway. Uh, I'm ready to gear back up for another year of this. And I do like that. It feels like people do like what we're putting out there. They do enjoy the website. Uh, we have more supporters than I thought I was going to have after one year that are like actually actively paying to be a supporting member of the website, paying to support the podcast, paying to support our content and to get some perks in the forums and stuff like that. And the fact that that's happening, does give me a quote like breathing room to feel like okay this isn't something where like I'm trying to do all of this and in the back of my mind it's like gnawing at me of like okay like you have x amount of funds in your bank account when that gets to certain amount like you have to go get another job and I think that that like that terror was definitely there for the first year of like in the back of my mind of just being like uh, you might have to just go get another job. You might have to go do what you don't really want to want to do. And I, I thought about that a lot. And I do think that after the first year, at least like that's kind of subsided. And I do feel like I've been able to like step out of that like crippling terror and anxiety that was hanging over me. And so that's a good thing. Yeah. 
as someone who has been looking for a job for over a year now, I can definitely understand that, you know, frightening feeling because the job hunt is definitely brutal, especially if you want to do anything in the entertainment industry in general, yeah. not even just the music industry, because personally, you know, I've applied to job after job after job, and I've had one phone call about a paid job and one phone call about an internship and everyone still wants me to intern too. And I'm like, guys, I've done four internships. How many times do you want me to intern? Because, you know, that was sort of the whole point of going to Drexel and doing co-ops and that sort (laughs) of thing. And I have in fact had a real job, you know, while I didn't stay there very long, you know, it's still there. It's still on the resume. And (laughs) that's something that's just been, really frustrating and i understand it for certain places like smaller pr companies and something like that because they want to make sure you are going to sort of show up and do the work and well figuratively show up since a lot of them you can work remotely Mm -hmm. but it's just been one of those things where i'm like okay i know i can definitely do this job so why do i not have interviews or things like that and Eventually, I was just like, all right, I'm just going to do a bunch of things and see where these things go. And hopefully, you know, eventually something will work out this year (laughs) (laughs) because I cannot live with my parents forever. But, you know, I thank them (laughs) for letting me live with them right now. Yeah, it's tough, like just all of that stuff, because you basically at some point like you're stuck between, okay, I know what I want to do. I know what I'm good at. um, And can I get something that like tries to marry those two things together? Or you just like you're stuck writing copy for things you don't want and you're doing PR for like not fun things. Uh, And like that's my biggest fear, basically, like to some degree is like I'm pretty certain I could get a job doing things that I know how to do. I just don't know whether or not it would be something I enjoy doing or feel challenged by or like want to do, right? Like, so like me going into a job every day and having and somebody being like, hey, so today we need you to code, I don't know, this backend structure for some weird accounting firm. I'd be like, oh God, like it would just be soul sucking to me and I don't want to do it. <laughs> so, so if you guys want to support the website, check out chorus.fm slash support. It'd be really fun. <laughs> yeah. And I've definitely tried to throw some money your way. Somehow I'm still considered a supporter and still have dark mode or the dark theme on there. So I'm not going to question that. If you want to keep it that way, I'm fine with that. You might have certain people that, I don't know, maybe run the website that like you. Just just throwing that out there as a possibility. (laughs) Maybe, maybe. I wonder who that could be. (laughs) But yeah, it's definitely been hard. And, you know, at times I'm like, is there a reason I'm not getting a job? So I, I like Googled myself one day. I was like, what's out there? <laughs> I was like getting all like, paranoid about it. It's all, it's whoever owns the actual verified at Deanna. She's like, you know, she's throwing it off for you. <laughs> exactly. And I was like, all right, delete the Tumblr account, delete this. <laughs> yeah, I'm probably pretty much unemployable now. And now I think about anybody Googles my name, I'm probably kind of screwed. Can never run for office and probably can't have any sort of job anybody Googles. So Great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I like, I literally got so paranoid about it one day. I was like, okay, I know people have said like sometimes they Google themselves. I was like, maybe I should do that and just see. And I was like, literally like my podcasts and my website come up in the label. And I was like, this is not bad, guys. <laughs> so it's, it's a mystery right now. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Tough world. <laughs> 
yeah so you know if there are any bands listening to this who want some affordable pr too I'm right here <laughs> i'll just email everything to jason and tell him to post it <laughs> Hey, see, I mean, if I can, I can give you the pitches that I actually read your emails. There's a lot of PR people that send me emails that I just gloss over and quickly <laughs> hit the delete button. I'm like, band X, blah, blah, oh, I don't care. But I do actually read your emails at the very least. I don't respond to all of your emails, but yeah. I do read them. <laughs> <laughs> but see, the thing is, I know that if I want to either schedule a podcast with you or something like that, I have to email you at least a few times because I think I've mentioned this, like you... James Shotwell and maybe a couple other people it's like I kind of just have to keep sending emails just so that you guys are like oh yeah I need to get to this I need to get to this and sometimes I'm like okay but like am I actually bugging them or do they actually need me to do this this many times yeah I just get I get a lot of email like a lot a lot of email and I have it pretty well triaged for how it comes in and how it gets filtered and where it goes so I see the emails that I need to see and I can deal with the other emails on a different basis but as I was just like kind of alluding to about trying to pick where I spend my time on things like there's days where like I'll see an email, like for example, like I'll see an email from you about like a podcast or something. I'm like, oh, that sounds like like a lot of fun. I should respond to that. And then by the end of the day, it's just like I just never get to it. And I've just done so many other things. It's like, oh my god, like I just don't have time to now go through all those emails as well. Okay, I'll do it tomorrow, and I'll see it like in there again and be like, oh, I really need to respond to that email. <laughs> it's like, but like all of a sudden, there's all this news that I have to post like to get done, and it's like I've got three things on my list, and it's like, okay, well, if you want to, you know, get new features out on the website, like you've got to sit down for like a couple hours and do some coding and I'll start working on that and all of a sudden two hours turns into six and I'm like ah crap didn't respond to Deanna's email I, I should I should go do that and so like it's things get pushed off things get pushed back and it's hard to like decide when and where and I do think that by and large a lot of the correspondence stuff for me is where what like I'm kind of willing to not pick up like if I have to choose between am I going to get news up on the website am I going to get new features done on the website am I going to like move the site forward or am I going to respond to email I usually like email it it kind of turn comes in last it's like it's like very low down on the priority list because I just don't really like doing it (laughs) and it's self-perpetuating more work for myself because the moment I send an email I'm getting another email back like it's just like that's just what happens I might get two or three more emails back at that point so it's just like oh god the moment I go through my inbox clean it all out send everything it's like well I just got like the clock just starts for when my inbox is just destroyed again and I have to do the entire thing again (laughs) which isn't a lot of fun Yeah, of course. And as someone who also gets press releases, albeit not on the same scale, you probably do, because I'm sure you also just get bands emailing you in general, too, directly. (laughs) So, you know, like with you and James, I'm like, okay, I'm never going to take it personally that you guys haven't responded to something right away, because I know I can either DM you on Twitter or with you now that I'm in the course Slack, I can just message you there and get things set up, which is what we did for this, I'm pretty sure. (laughs) And it's like, okay, you know, maybe something like Slack is better for you because you check that for website purposes and it's sort of separate from your email and not as you know heavy on the notifications and everything like that 
Well, it definitely, like, prioritized, like, different modes of communication. Like, the people that have, like, my actual phone number are relatively small. So if something comes in through, like, an instant message on there or, like, a messages uh, thing, most of the time that's, like, okay, those are, like, family, friends, or people that, like, I know. Slack's, like, the second version of that. That's, like, mostly business-related people. That's mostly people that are, like, right outside the, like, close friends and family group. So if something comes in on Slack, most of the time that's something I need to see relatively quickly then it's probably like twitter dms or responses on there then it's probably like the private messages that i get on the website themselves and then it's probably email like the email is just like since it's just a public thing so many people can like get a hold of me through there that it just becomes almost unwieldy at times and then way down on the list is like facebook messages which i have like a million people like i'll always like every once in a while i'll check facebook and i'll be like oh yeah there's like 30 different messages from people in here and all i kind of look through and be like oh missed that that was just like two months ago where some band wanted to do some exclusive or whatever i'm like why are you messaging me on facebook like i don't even have the messenger app installed in my phone like ah, that's where it's just like just don't facebook message me people yeah like, so i don't like that one note to self slack <laughs> use slack slack is a good one dms on twitter is pretty good yeah email not so much yeah with slack i've been on you know so many various groups because apps that are doing beta testing and stuff like that they'll create a slack group and for geekdom's podcast hosting i'm using fireside which is dan Hmm. benjamin's you know project outside of him doing his podcast so i'm in a slack for that and you know the new hidden remote website that i'm writing for well the site isn't new but it is new that i am writing for it they put me in a slack group and you know so i'm constantly on slack and i have you know an app called i think it's franz or franz or something like that it's a little mustache logo and i can Hmm. put facebook messenger in there i can put all the slack channels in there and i can sort of just have that all in one app so i'm not constantly like trying to have you know facebook open on the web and then (laughs) slack open either on the web or here and it's just so much easier to use that app and just have all the things in there (laughs) nice (laughs) yeah so i know that you have been working on some new changes for the website or course 2.0 i think is what you've been calling it so is there anything you want to talk about as far as those changes go or is it more minor sort of back-end type of stuff? I mean, it's a little bit of, a little bit here and there. Like, basically, in the past, what I would do, like, when I was working on Absolute Punk, for example, because we had a very bad system set up uh, to update that website at all, is I, I'd have to do a lot of those tweaks, like, uh, either live on the website. Like, I'd just have to, like, create a new style of our really old forums, make the changes, and then make them live Uh, it was a very very bad process and given the fact that i now have more control over my environment i can do things like uh, proper version control so what i'm basically doing is doing a variety of changes that i want to make on the website i'm just going to push them all out at once and kind of consider it a like 2.0 release and those changes are not like 
holistically cosmetic. Like I'm not changing the look of things, but I'm basically tweaking a lot of things that bugged me about the first time when I first put the website out there because I did like the main site relatively quickly and there's a lot of things that have just bugged me over the last year so I'm fixing a lot of those things little tweaks to the layout here and there the way things work a couple different things about how to like organize the information because now after using the site for a year I have an idea of a how people themselves have been using the site but also how I'm putting information into the database. And so now I have an idea, a better idea of how to like reorganize all of that for people to find what they're looking for. Like one example would be like on our tag pages. Like my idea is that I want like the tag for like a band or an artist to basically be a place that somebody can go and get everything that we posted about them and quickly be able to get through it. Right now, it's kind of a pain. You go there, there's a bunch of modules on the side that have like like the five latest video posts I think that we have, the last five like music posts or whatever. A couple of the articles are there. But there's no real great way to get all that information. And so what I want to do is, for example, like say you go to Blink-182's page. I'd love for there to be a quick sort version of that page. So you're like, Blink-182, click a little music button, and immediately it shows you everything that's tagged with Blink-182 and with music, or that's tagged with Blink-182 and tour dates. So you can just quickly go there and find that information and dive down for each artist. So that's one of the things that I'm working on. Uh, And then that plus basically fixing a bunch of things that I think were broken on the mobile versions of the site. Like I, uh, my main goal is really to make the mobile version of the website a like a first class citizen and b as fast as humanly possible. Like I want that website to load super fast for everybody on mobile, regardless of what your connection speed is. I want you to be able to like p- type in course.fm and I want that website to load almost as instantaneously as humanly possible. And that means like stripping a bunch of stuff out. That means really optimizing the code, organizing things and trying to get it to be as fast as I possibly can, because that's what I want. Like I want, that's something that is like a complete design goal for myself um so that's kind of like the next step of things when it comes to like designing the website and putting things out there uh feature wise the tags are the big one i'm retweaking our ad system Uh, i'm going to try something completely different with how we sell and do ads on the website and how we display those i'm fixing up the supporter system a little bit i'm bringing some of the things that worked really well in the forums for supporters onto the main website for example if you're a supporter of the forums like you don't see ads you got dark mode you have things like that i figured out a way that i can do that on the main website as well without sacrificing speed or hitting the database more frequently than i would like and so i'm going to be bringing some of that stuff to the site as well so that's that's kind of like the next steps of things i hope to have that probably done within the next month or so kind of depending on how much uh, email i have to respond to (laughs) well see Um, i will move everything to slack so you know there's a few fewer emails for you every month That'll be fun. I don't know. I'm, I'm excited about it because I, I do think that this feels more like the like definitive version of the website that I kind of wanted to launch last year, but just wasn't able to get to. And also can fix some of the things that I thought were going to be more successful than they were, and they just didn't work. And so it's like, okay, well, I learned a lot over the year, and now I can... 
I can fix those things. That's that's really nice. Like it's nice to have the ability to see something that's not working and know that it's not working and be like, hey, like I can change this because I spent like five years at running absolutepunk.net screaming that things weren't working in certain ways and nobody wanted to listen to me and let me change them. And now, I mean, the the publishing world and everything that is going on online is very difficult and very different. And there's like a lot of changes everybody's making and being able to be more fluid and flexible. I think is going to help uh, Chorus hopefully have a a future, uh, but I guess we're going to find out. <laughs> right, and your coding skills go much deeper than mine do because I'm like, okay, I can read HTML and CSS and sort of understand what's <laughs> happening, but as soon as you toss something that's JavaScript in there, I'm like, I don't know. So I just ignore those parts, <laughs> and I'm like, okay, what can I change on the website myself without having to pay someone to do this? And you know, like I said, this week I made some changes to Hi-Fi Noise and basically what I did want to do initially when I was making those changes was I wanted to switch over to Medium because I was going to be getting rid of the, you know, general news posts and the short posts essentially. And I think Medium mm-hmm. works really well, especially for long form content. And then, mm-hmm. you know, I imported everything into Medium and then I was like, okay, let me add a custom URL. And it was like $75. I was like, just kidding, LOL, close, <laughs> delete, <laughs> go, go back to WordPress. And So you- they wanted $75 just to redirect your URL to Medium's stuff? Well, what it is, it's basically a one-time fee, which WordPress, if you aren't using .org and hosting it elsewhere, they charge, I believe it's still $13 a year for that. So the fact that it's $75 just one time and not every single year, and they give you like the HTTPS, so it's secure and everything like that. Uh But, you know, like I said, no job. And I was like, "Mm, nope, okay, never mind. (laughs) (laughs) And apparently that's something that they just implemented this year. And I was like, well, guess I should have had this idea sooner. (laughs) (laughs) That is pretty funny, huh? Well, I do think that like, I mean, when it comes to coding or any of that stuff, like you got to start somewhere and like starting with HTML and CSS is just about as good a place you can start. I mean, it's the backbone of a lot of the internet and you start there and then sort of work your way into JavaScript. And at this point, there's so many freaking JavaScript frameworks and different versions of JavaScript and different ways that that's implemented all over the website. That's or the internet. That's a pretty big mess to begin with. Right. uh, you, You could go down that rabbit hole for a long time, but just knowing like some of the basics is. Uh, definitely a good place place to it can get pretty far like you can do quite a bit with that yeah and I did simple things because someone over at Chorus is kindly hosting the site for free for me right now so I could get all the wordpress.org features and everything because that allows you to do more things on the back end and everything like that so you know I made the links the same color as the red in the hi-fi noise logo and that sort of thing and Basically, what I did for the update to the site, it's not a huge update, but it's just I took away the sidebar with the recent posts and everything. And then I put the search mm-hmm. and, you know, the Facebook and Twitter icons and the RSS feed icon down in the footer. So that stuff is all removed from the sidebar. So it looks a little more like medium in a sense, but not nearly as good still, in my opinion. But I was like, OK, if I'm going to be doing long form, I'll just have it this way. You know, I made it so that the entire background is white now, so you're not getting like a rectangle that makes you realize how not wide the site actually is. So (laughs) 
I was just like, okay, this looks at least a little better to me and I will, you know, sort of get over it. And for now, I'm just going to see how it goes and sort of play it by ear and hopefully it works. But if it doesn't, it's not the end of the world because my site was not really all that popular anyway. It's like, all right, if I got 100 views in one day, I was happy with that. And if I didn't, I still didn't really care. (laughs) That's awesome. That gives you a lot of freedom, though. Like, gives you the freedom to be able to experiment a lot. Like, that would be my recommendation is, like, spend the time experimenting. Like, the time to learn all of that and like play around with it is definitely when the website's like not as popular because the moment like it gets popular and you start playing around with stuff and messing stuff and then if you break <laughs> something like you actually break something for people that are viewing it like that yeah. that was like the best learning time that I ever had for Absolute Punk was when nobody was visiting and I just would update my Blink-182 website and be like I'm just gonna try this today and this is a new Blink-182 fan site and then turns out it kind of got a little bit popular and then it was like oh yeah I, I can't really uh, I can't do that as often anymore and I can't just decide oh, I'm just gonna like delete these pages and play around with this and mess it all up because then people would get very mad that they couldn't find their Blink-182 wallpaper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did things like I took out, I think, sports and tech from the navigation because I was like, okay, so these still exist if you like look in the tags or look in the categories. Mm-hmm. And those URLs are pretty easy to figure out when it comes to WordPress. It's like, you know, <laughs> hi-fi noise slash tag slash whatever yeah. the tag is <laughs> or the category. So, you know, I just didn't have enough posts in those two categories to sort of justify having the navigation go from like edge to edge on the, you know, width of the actual site portion And I was Mm -hmm. like, okay, this looks bad because it's like I can't even fit the about page on the single line. So I'm going to take a few (laughs) things out here because just having about on a second line of the navigation, I was like, nope, nope, we cannot do this. (laughs) So it's like I know how I want things to look. It's just a matter of figuring out how to get them that way more often than not. And I I think one of the things that is a problem for me because a lot of people are like you know if you know there's one thing you want to do sort of stick with that thing and do it and just get really good at it but I'm like but I want to do a bunch of different things and I want to be good at all of them (laughs) so you know I've bought like graphic design books recently one is just like a graphic design school book and then the other's a typography book so Hmm. you know that's something that in her interests me even if the welcome to geekdom logo is the only thing i have ever done graphic design wise in my life and it probably took way longer than it should have but i was determined to do it (laughs) myself so i did it and you know i got feedback from ian baldwin and jacob tender since they've done that more on a professional basis or i think jacob does it more for fun Mm -hmm. but he's done a lot more than i have so i was like does this look good Mm -hmm. and they were like okay uh this font this font okay good (laughs) Nice. There's some other good stuff out there. Like, uh, I think that the series is called A Book Apart. I think their website's like abookapart.com. They got some really good, like, quick hitter ebooks that go into pretty pretty in-depth, but, like, they're relatively easy to read uh, for a bunch of different design stuff. So if you're ever looking for something like that to check out, that, those are some pretty pretty good ones. Yeah, and Ian definitely recommended me some more books because he definitely does – graphic design on a more regular basis right now i believe he's doing it like he's working at the apple store and then doing design work as much as he can on the side so that hopefully he can just make that his 
full-time thing and you know he's kind enough to answer one my stupid questions that I could probably just google instead of asking him <laughs> but sometimes I just like talking about things with people not with google so <laughs> It, it, it just happens. <laughs> but, you know, it's something Google's that... your friend. Yeah, and it's something that I just want to be able to do myself because that can save me money. Like, if I ever want to redesign the Hi-Fi Noise logo or the Wreck-It Records logo, which I have wanted to do, but I just haven't because I'm like, well, they're fine, so <laughs> I don't want to pay to have someone else do it right now. And... It's just simple things like that. I just want to be able to do certain things myself. And I know you and I have gone back and forth about figuring out automation a few times. And that's something that <laughs> I just really need to sit down one day and do and just like ignore everything else. So I should probably do this on like a Sunday when I don't have anything <laughs> to do or don't have, you know, too many press emails coming in. Every time I see a press email on Sunday, I'm like, what are you doing? Why? <laughs> <laughs> wait until just, tomorrow I, not shockingly i don't check my email very much on sunday that's one of my like f days where i'm just like nope i'm not doing it I'm, I'm focusing on other things today yeah i just have like the smart notifications on so mm. certain things will come through like i'm pretty sure i have like emily hakes stuff will come through but she doesn't email on sunday so that, that doesn't matter anyway <laughs> but it's just like i don't get notifications for every single press release either which is nice because like i said even though i don't get nearly as many as you do i'm sure i still get enough to where i would not want all of those notifications on my phone <laughs> and i could probably even turn off like the hi-fi noise notifications and just have like my personal email <laughs> notifications on and that would be fine or something like that mm -hmm. but you know it's <laughs> it's definitely a process no matter what you decide yeah. to do, it's like, okay, if you want to do automation, that's a process. If you want to be able to fix things on your website yourself, that's a process. And it's just a matter of me being better at scheduling instead of thinking, oh, I have lots <laughs> of time. I don't have a job right now. I can just do this later and then never getting to it because I've definitely had those days like you where I see an email and I'm like, okay, I want to get to that. And then even if I have time, I'm just like, oh, I didn't get to that. And then I'm like, oh, it's nine o'clock at night. Maybe I shouldn't email them back right now because they'll think I'm crazy. So it's just, you know, yeah. sort of, I wouldn't say it's a vicious cycle, but it's just another thing that I definitely need to work on figuring out what I'm going to do and when. So I've been using Todoist a lot more because I'm like, okay, I'm going to do this article this day, this article this day, and it'll be in my phone. So I can't say no to it, even though I still can technically, but <laughs> That only happens very rarely. <laughs> yeah. Man, you can go down the rabbit hole with all of that stuff, though. I mean, the moment we start doing automation stuff, I've definitely had weekends disappear. Like, just complete weekends disappear yeah. because I decide, like, certain tasks need to be automated now. And it's like, how could I do this? And then I just get spent, <laughs> spent going into the weeds of trying to figure it out for way too long. Yeah, exactly. And I've had days where, like I said, when I was doing the importing to medium and everything like that and then i was like okay that's not going to work so let me go back to wordpress and figure out how to get these things how i want to get them and like i said because i'm not as experienced with these things it's not that i can't do them or can't figure out how to do them it just takes me a long time and i'm not a very patient person because i'm someone <laughs> who just like wants to know things and be able to do things just by like <laughs> reading something once and that is definitely not the case because something as simple as keeping all of the 
different rules and things for all of the sites I write for straight, I'm like, okay, wait, what do I have to do for this site? What do, even though they're all on WordPress, as I'm sure you know, you can definitely customize that to have a bunch of different things. And a lot of people use the Yoast SEO and they want things done a certain way. And I'm just like, okay, wait, do these auto-populate or do these have to <laughs> be filled out? Because some cases it's like, you know, they have the percentage, title, percentage, and so it'll auto-populate when you submit it for review and whatnot. So I'm just like, okay, what do I have to check on this site again? And my first post for Hidden Remote, I was literally going through the handbook to see what I needed to do, and I still missed things. <laughs> I got an email after the <laughs> editor looked it over. She was like, you missed a couple things? I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> and, you know, it wasn't a big deal because they have editors. But then when mm. I'm writing for Inquisitor, which is the one I'm doing a paid internship for right now, they actually have you publish before it's edited, which that seems odd to me instead of just you know submitting for review you publish it and someone comes along within the next few minutes to edit but it's like you know none of these sites do things the same way but most of them will still at least do the submit for review like you do mm -hmm. interesting I, I wonder why they would think that publishing first makes the most sense i don't like it's because there's things like that people just forget every once in a while like for example like on our site like i, I mean i'm a little bit more pedantic and OCD than most but like when it comes to like a an image even on this site like if the, I've had people submit the wrong size and it looks horrible I would not want somebody to submit that first and not have to uh, not have the ability to go in and make sure that before it actually hits the internet and like people can see it that it doesn't look right so that's interesting to me but yeah I like I like the submit beforehand thing just because uh like on absolute punk for one example uh, it got pretty crazy with what would go in like the tags for things. Right. So like all of a sudden, like there'd be a post and somebody would have 30 different tags and somebody would tag a post like the Gaslight Anthem and somebody else would tag a post Gaslight Anthem. Right. And somebody else would tag the post GTA or TGA and like it would just get all over the place <laughs> with that. And so I like, I, and I was just like, never again. So like from the beginning, it was like, that was a big thing for me of like, okay, I'm going to make sure that I have like a style guide built out for like what tags are going to look like, how tags are going to work. And then the fact that I can go over like each post before it hits the web, like I can make sure like, okay, are the tags the right way? Did people put things together in the right categories? Is it all this stuff filled out where it needs to be? I can actually look at like the post itself to make sure there's not weird formatting all over the place or fonts aren't changing or things like that. And it's a better system. I like it way more. <laughs> Yeah, of course. And I know the few things I've submitted for you so far, I try to go back and at least look over the post before I share the link or something like that and just sort of make a mental note of like, okay, here's how he does tags. <laughs> you know, Iron Fist was actually an article, not a review and that sort of thing. So I think when I submitted my book review for Jesse Cannon's new book, which I think I did yesterday or something like that. Maybe it'll be up by the time you guys are listening to this. Who knows? <laughs> I see it in here. I saw it. <laughs> but, you know, I tried to be like, okay, this is the primary category. Here's the other category. And here's, you know, a couple tags, just, you know, Jesse's name in the book. And that's about it. And I didn't even do the full book title because it's so long. <laughs> I was just like, ah, processing creativity. Good job, Jesse. Good job. <laughs> I, I know when I had him on the podcast, I was like, I'm going to say this once and then never again <laughs> this podcast because I would probably never get it right a second time. <laughs> 
I think your other book review on the site actually has the longest title of anything that's in our review database. And I've been working on, like, I'm tweaking some of the the way that, like, the actual review page looks uh, on the new version of the website. And that was very annoying. <laughs> that was one of, because, I need because to read books least, with shorter titles. I'm so sorry. Because <laughs> it's at least, like, two full lines longer than, like, everything else. <laughs> so everything else, like, fits nicely and I could space it out in a certain way. And then that one, it's just like, oh. You just don't fit right. You do not fit right on in my graph. My grid does not look right with you, and it was bugging me for a very long time. I'm just here to ruin your website. Don't worry. <laughs> Pretty much. No big deal. No big deal. Just big, long names. It's not my fault. I didn't name the books. <laughs> yeah. I like the ones with the big colon. It's like blah, 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 colon, and a giant sentence. Thanks. Yeah. Guys. That's essentially what Jesse's is. <laughs> yeah. Well, since you mentioned that you know, you'll be probably promoting this instead of doing an episode of Encore this week or having one go up. In spirit of Encore, do you have any recommendations? <laughs> I do have some recommendations, actually. Yeah, my, my thought process just for that was that uh, I want to try to get some of this chorus stuff done. Like, I really want to get this, like, next version of the site up and out. And I figured that not having to edit an episode this week would uh, give me, at the very least, my Thursday back. And so if I can have my <laughs> Thursday back, I can maybe get a little bit more stuff done and then jump back into Encore. And I've got some cool stuff coming up with, with Encore, uh, some good guests lined up. So recommendation-wise, though, I've been re-watching the Jurassic Park movies with Hannah for fun um, and the first one holds up really well it's a good movie so if you haven't rewatched any of those Jurassic Park movies the, the second and third one not not super great but <laughs> but the first one very good um, I also recently watched the movie uh, 20th Century Women have you seen that one I have not I am literally the worst at watching movies and <laughs> Tim Hardy. You've got a bunch. You've got a bunch marked as uh, want to watch on Letterboxd. Yes, I see yes. I, every time I'm like rating a movie, I always see like other people that have watched it, and then right below, it's all you always have it marked as like <laughs> I want to watch this one. <laughs> yeah, and you know Tim Hardy, who I know through the chorus forums, he wants to do a podcast on all of the X Men movies, including Deadpool. I was like, you're gonna have to give me some time to get through all of those again, <laughs> and I stopped and started. I told them I would start watching them this week. I should probably get on that soon but there's a lot of those so <laughs> there are know. a lot of those anyway so yeah 20th century women is a movie that was out and that i really enjoyed i thought it's like one of the better movies i've seen in a while uh music wise i've been listening to that new flatliners album i like that a whole lot uh, i've been listening to direct hit again they've got a not necessarily a new album it's like kind of their first couple eps and stuff that they remastered and are putting out i've been listening to that it's really good um artist by the name of Ali X that I've been enjoying. It's like a female-fronted pop stuff that's really, uh, I don't know, right in my wheelhouse. The new album from The Main came out last week, I think. Yeah. Um, and I really like that. Like, I've been pretty vocally not a big Main fan for most of their career. And I actually like this album. I think it's uh, probably their best album that they've they've done. If you like like a, I don't know, I kind of describe it a little bit like an alternative third eye blind sort of sound, but I thought they did it really, really well. I, I've been playing that more than I expected over the last couple of months. Um, and lastly, I, I really enjoy the Love It or Leave It podcast. It's from John Lovett that he does a live podcast and he's from the Pod Save America group. Um, but his live podcast has been hilarious. I think he had like two or three episodes or whatnot, but I've been enjoying that. So those are, those are my recommendations. Yeah, I have definitely heard of that podcast from listening to, to Pod Save America, but 
I listen to so many podcasts. I'm like, when am I going to listen to music? When am I going to do this? <laughs> and, you know, because I have, like I said that, or like you said, I always want to watch stuff on Letterboxd, and this is why I don't. But I think, you know, every time I have this feeling, I try to cut back on podcasts, and then something else comes out. And I'm like, why is the world doing this to me? Because I probably subscribe to... It has to be over 60 now. It was over 70 at one point. Oh, wow. (laughs) And, you know, not all of them are weekly. Not all of them are every week of the year. Some of them are seasons like Serial and Mm. even Stephen Hyden's podcast did like a little break and everything like that. So it's not like I'm listening to 70 podcasts every single week. Mm-hmm. But there were podcasts I was listening to that were like five days a week, like the Dunked On podcast and Jalen and Jacoby. And I was like, all right, I love you guys, but I can't do this. This is too much. <laughs> I really love basketball, but even this is a lot of basketball. It's like if that were the only basketball podcast I listened to, Dunked On would be perfectly fine. But because I listened to, you know, the NBA show, Bill Simmons podcast, which touches on basketball a lot and things like that. No, I totally get that. But, you know, I wanted to check out love it or leave it and i was like no i really shouldn't and i like purposely limited myself to one political type of podcast which is just (laughs) pod save america because i would probably lose my mind if i listened to too many of those yeah that's probably smart that's probably smart (laughs) but things like you know recode with kara swisher and everything like that they can touch on politics and stuff but for the most part those Mm -hmm. largely revolve around tech and that sort of thing so those i don't really count as strictly political podcasts obviously so you know those those make it in there but yeah i might need to do another cutback again but i too second that recommendation for the main and i would also add on michelle branch's new album hopeless romantic because i don't know just go listen to it it's michelle branch just do it (laughs) it's it's kind of a long album though it's almost an hour i think it's around 54 minutes or so but you're also getting 14 songs which not many albums give you that many songs anymore so it's definitely worth your time and her voice is still amazing so just do yourselves a favor and go listen to that (laughs) i'm glad she's making music again or releasing music again (laughs) that's very nice Yeah, and it's been a while since she's done anything because I think when she was doing the records, which was, you know, like a country project, that was still, I believe, only one album and like at least 10 years ago, too. Yeah, she had some pretty gnarly label stuff from what I remember. Like the labels were not not fun. (laughs) They usually aren't. Unless it's mine. Please join my label. (laughs) (laughs) It's awesome. So you got anything else? I don't think so. You know, perfect. The episodes I do with you tend to be some of the longer ones. So I think <laughs> I, I think we've given people a lot to listen to. And you know, like I mentioned earlier in the podcast, this is the first time we've done a sponsorship. So we will see how this goes. But if you guys can definitely go check out Vinyl Me, please. I'll have the link in the show notes in the chapters in the podcast apps and that sort of thing. So you don't necessarily need to know how to spell misaligned or need to worry about it. Auto correcting to one S, which it does like 99.9% of the time (laughs) for me still. I'm like, Nope, that's not how you spell my podcast. Thanks. Let's, let's spell incorrectly for once. Thank you. (laughs) 
Go click the link, people. Clicking the link helps. You don't know, but it does. It really does help uh, podcasts. You got to click the link. You got to give them the, the rating in the iTunes. Got to click the little recommend button in Overcast. <laughs> All goes a very long way. It definitely does. And thank you so much, Jason, for coming on. I know you did a post about the first year, of course, so I'll link to that in here too, because that focused, I think, more on sort of the numbers for the site and that sort of thing, like the member numbers and everything like that. So if anyone wants those exact numbers, check out that post. But again, thank you so much for coming on. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. No problem. It was a lot of fun. We'll have to do it again soon. Yeah, definitely. I think I have you saved for Lego Batman for geekdom. So, awesome. you know, that that's yeah, all yours whenever you watch it. <laughs> I will definitely let you know. Probably not via email, though. <laughs> Slack. Slack. Got to remember Slack. <laughs> Talk to you later. All right. And to our listeners, thank you as always. And we hope you enjoy the rest of your day.